Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown. A podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we're actually traveling again for the podcast. Just kidding. Psych. (laughs) (laughs) We are not maniacs, but, or Kim Kardashian, but we are sharing previously unreleased interviews we did during the very first trip we took for the podcast, which was to Helsinki, Finland in late January, early February in 2019, which God now seems like forever ago. Doesn't it? Oh my God. That trip was amazing. Uh, And so was the last trip we took before the pandemic locked us down here in the States. And that was this February to Tokyo. And since then, we've been bringing you the dopest content about anti-racism. And we're about to launch our OnlyFans series. But we've gotten really nostalgic for travel, right, Soph? Yeah, we so badly want to travel. I'm sure that you guys do too. And so we wanted to end the year on an international note. And that's why we wanted to bring you these great bonus Helsinki episodes with some of our favorite people so we can all just travel vicariously. No passport required. I'm super pumped to travel again, you guys. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, Cokes, how do you keep your mind sharp? With knives and razor blades. <laughs> oh my God. Courtney, why don't you switch to trivia? Trivia keeps you on your toes. You need to play Trivia Star, honestly. It's the best way to test yourself. Oh my God, I'm bleeding. <laughs> You dummy. Listen, Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's entertaining and challenging. You can choose categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals, celebrities. There are over 60 categories to choose from, so there's always more trivia to explore. Call 911, okay? Please. Courtney, I don't know CPR. Just listen, Courtney. Trivia Star has 2,000 five-star reviews in the Apple Store. How many more five-star reviews do you need, honestly? Join them today and see if you're smart enough to win. Based on this razor blades thing, I'm going to say probably not. (laughs) As soon as I get back from the emergency room, I am going to go to Trivia Star because right now, Trivia Star is offering 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Again, search Trivia Star and enjoy 2,500 coins and 500 gems. Download Trivia Star for free today. Help! (laughs) Hey, Volvo owners, do you want stronger orgasms? Hell yeah! That's what I like to hear. Guess what? It is scientifically proven that a stronger pelvic floor can lead to stronger orgasms. Intensity by Pour Moi gives you that strength. 
Mmm, Intensity by Pour Moi is an intimate health and stimulation device. A lot of people might be tempted to call it a vibrator, but it's actually much, much more than that. Everybody loves to talk about the effects of vibration, that OMG moment, but what makes Intensity special is how it tightens and tones your pelvic floor muscles. Most people know that Kegels are important, but Intensity does them better by automatically exercising the muscles of the pelvic floor for you. And not only will Intensity teach you how a properly performed Kegel feels, it also has a vibrating component for your pleasure. Intensity lets you balance feeling good with working hard. And right now, Pour Moi is offering our listeners an additional 25 bucks off Intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter code PRIVATE at checkout. You can use this code along with any code on their website. Ooh, I love that combo deal. That's $25 off on top of all ongoing promotions when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com and use promo code PRIVATE. Pormois.com, code PRIVATE. Pormois is French! Okay, so one of the reasons that we were super curious about mm-hmm. interviewing you mm-hmm. is that same-sex marriage was just mm-hmm. legalized mm-hmm. a year ago, right? Around, around almost two years ago. Almost two yeah. years ago. Can you give us a little bit of background about that change in the legislation? Yeah, so there were a lot of discussion on early, started from 2009 about same-sex marriage. Um, most of the people thought that uh, this, it was the situation was kind of good for same-sex couples. Uh, they were able to adopt and. Um, uh, you know, get this um, t- type of marriage, but not in the name kind of um, of the country. Uh, then, so it's like a same-sex union, union but yeah. it wasn't Perfect. a marriage. We call yeah. it a civil union in yes. the, until it was legalized in the States, yeah. too. Yeah. Then uh, in 2013 came this kind of campaign named Tahdon 2013, which is in English, <laughs> I do 2013. And then I do 2013? I do 2013. And say it in Finnish again? Tahdon 2013. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Finnish language is seriously no joke. It's going to take, I don't know, 12, 15, 22 more trips before we're able to repeat. I do 2013 in Finnish. <laughs> Um, by the way, this is Aino. She is one of the people we interviewed in Helsinki, and she's explaining how gay marriage recently passed in Finland. Finland is an open country of open democracy, and there's this way to show kind of the democracy. It's, it's called um, Citizens um, Initiative. Mm-hmm. This campaign made this initiative for, for same-sex marriage, and then so if it if it would get over 50,000 votes, it would have got kind of names, not votes, but more names. Uh, it like would, a petition. Yeah, yeah. It would go to the parliament. Mm. Uh, it launched on March 2013, and on the first day it got over 100,000 names. Amazing. Oh, yeah. wow. I love that. And it was out for six months. It got around 2,100 names for same-sex marriage. After that, as a, it's in a first initiative it went to the parliament house and um, yeah it was late 2014 that they decided okay now it's time for finland as well and same-sex marriage became actually not legal yet but they decided to change the law then interesting yeah it took 
one and a half year and 1st of March 2017. Yeah, we woke up into the country of same-sex marriage and uh, yeah, it was pretty great. Oh my God, well Did you guys have a big celebration like we did in the US all across? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, it was really pretty un- unbelievable and uh, it was really beautiful. And then we realized with my fiancé that, okay, before this we were able to, you know, make jokes about marriage. But now this is real deal. So it's not more. Now it's, so now it's really like it's and it, as a, for, a, for a citizen of Finland and for a, for a LGBTQI person, it was really big news. And uh, were you right away like, oh, I want to get married or, or did you guys want it before and we're just waiting? Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we so we've been together for seven years. So when this um, March 2017, we had been together for five but I think we were we were around 23, 24, so we thought that we are a bit too young to get married. Uh-huh. Mm. Then, um, so we got engaged last summer, and um, yeah, then uh, yeah, I realized that this yeah this is now the moment, and it was just perfect. But we were always we talked about this uh, topic, and uh, and so it was qu- quite easy to propose because I knew who proposed answer. to who. Did you propose? I proposed. Yeah. <laughs> tell, <laughs> I was can the you one. tell us that story? <laughs> yeah. And how? Yeah. Like, did you tell her beforehand? And uh, yeah. no, no. I decided around around like one year before. Then I decided already okay, it will be summer 2018, close to our uh, anniversary, which is uh, 24th of June. Uh, that day came, but we were here in Helsinki, I, and I didn't kind of find any place uh-huh. or a moment. I, I was so nervous throughout the June, and then we packed our bags and went to a holiday to Portugal. And uh, it was, I, I think, third or fourth evening in, in Algarve in, in south of Portugal, and we were having this walk in, in beautiful beach. And, and then I realized that, okay, it felt right. it's now or, now or never. <laughs> I, I had this really nice start. I told, like, I, I, I love her, and I've uh, it's been amazing six years. Then... Then I totally break down to tears. Aww. And next 15 minutes, I just cried. I cried completely. <laughs> I wasn't able to say anything. And she said that she realized on that moment that when I started to cry that something's happened. Yeah. And then yeah, after 15 minutes, I just straightened my back and proposed. And she said like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not, nothing so like sweet. I do or <laughs> dramatic, more like... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Then and then I asked like, "Are you sh- serious? That are you really serious?" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of the two of you, who is more demonstrative? Like, who is more showy with their feelings, and who is uh, more me. close? It's you. So that's why <laughs> so, you yeah. were the proposer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And we talked about the topic, like, ah, oh, maybe you should do it, or should we kind of pick months? I, like, January and March and so on would be my months, and then February, <laughs> April, your months. <laughs> involved or uh, no it no works. yeah we decided beforehand that um we knew it, what kind of rings we want want to have so then one after once it was a yes yeah, you yeah, went shopping yeah. for rings yeah and we i knew that uh, we we're gonna pay our own rings and we we're gonna be this very modern couple so in a way it was already a lot of pressure for me so i didn't <laughs> want to ruin it with the wrong like ring or something Oh my god, how hilariously 
practical. That is such a classically Finnish proposal. We're actually going to hear more from Aino in just a bit. But first, we want to introduce you to Hanu. He is half of the very first gay couple to get married in Finland. And we were so honored to have him on the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about, because same-sex marriage just became legal, I can't believe you you were the first. Yeah, we were the first gay couple. And that happened like, it was just two years ago, in in the beginning of January, I noticed that there was a kind of event in Helsinki, it's called Finally Getting Married. They were looking for ten couples to get married. It was in a theater here. And uh, that's when I suggested Raul that, what about if we would go there? We don't have to take care of anything. They will pay everything. They will take care of the program. We are just going there. And then they asked if somebody's uh, willing to give their names for the media. Because, mm-hmm. of course, media was very excited yeah, about these intense. things. Yeah, so we were there like 30 minutes before the wedding ceremony for the press conference. And that was like wild. All of a sudden we came in. It was like in a... In a small restaurant or cafeteria, and there was like media coming to us, and all of a sudden we was on we were on the Swedish TV direct for the news, and so it was crazy. Did you feel? I mean, you must have felt really accepted in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, we it was uh, we were already like registered the partnership before, but it was this was the moment when we had the chance to get married and have exactly the same rights as everybody. So, yeah. of course, it was a big thing. So you had a civil union before? Yeah, yeah. How Ju- soon into your relationship did you do that? Well, uh, Raul arrived to Finland in October, in the end of October, and we had our registration on the 1st of uh, December. And then we got married on the 1st of March, two years ago. Oh, nice. Wow. What a whirlwind of romance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you feel the cultural shift towards acceptance here? Like, do these laws actually make people yeah. think and feel differently? I think it's a good... Th- uh, because, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm very much uh, following these because of my business in the LGBTQ travel mm-hmm. industry. So I realized that uh, having the same-sex marriage, it's a big image thing for the country. Because, of course, we were a bit like almost 10 years behind the other Scandinavian countries. So we were more like in the Eastern European countries in the same group, but we are anyway Western. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think Finland, even though we are very liberal and, and there's a lot of acceptance and we have the legislation is okay, but we don't talk about it that much. And that's my like my mission to talk about these things because then you get rid of the homophobia because people need to talk about these things, use the words. We are too shy. We think, okay, I don't want to ask anything or I don't want to say anything. And also when talking about the pink money, I'm t- you can talk about values and money at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. So uh, I would say that I'm a baby gay and Finland is still a little bit like a baby gay country <laughs> in a way. <laughs> I love that. Because we, we, and of course we don't have the gay scene like you have in Castro in San Francisco or in, in Berlin, but uh, we have so much potential. Because we are, you know, there's so much potential that we could do. Okay, so let's back this way, way up. So, you grew up outside of Helsinki? Uh, I grew up in in, uh, Jakobstad, which is a Swedish-speaking small town by the coast up north. Okay, so a small community? Uh, 20,000 
20,000? People. When did you first realize you were gay? And what did you feel about the place that you were living in and what they thought uh, about that? Well, these are so long stories, but I just came out. I'm a baby gay because I came out just four years ago. I was married for 25 years with a woman. I have three children. And... Uh, of course, now when I look back, of course I was gay. I can still remember some feelings, some emotion when I was five years old. But you know, I probably was a perfect child. I was this guy who always get straight A's. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it wasn't just like appropriate for, like it didn't fit in the picture. Of like it would ruin yeah, the perfect yeah, so idea. Yeah, so then I just started, I went, got married. I had a really beautiful marriage. Beautiful wife, beautiful family, but at some point, you know, when you get 40, if you haven't dealt with the things when you were a child or a teenager, they just come up. And I fell in love with a guy when I was like 45, he was 19, and that just started the process and I couldn't stop it anymore. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, I struggled in my marriage for almost one year, but then I realized that no, this is not going to work anymore. I need to be the person who I really am. And so, so that, that's, then that that's when I started my gay life, like just four years ago. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank that you. must have been such a hard thing to li live your truth like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, probably someday I will write a book about it because when you I went, to when I went to therapy, she, she always said that you should write a book because this is something that I don't think even anybody has written a book in, especially not in Finland about like what it feels to come out after being married for 25 years. And you know, all these emotions you start having in your head. And, and when you go, because I, when I was 45 and I started my gay life, I didn't know what it meant to be gay. Yeah. No, neither did my mother, 90 years old. <laughs> Hanu's story is beautiful and moving, and you're going to hear more from him in the next episode. And now back to Aino, who is quite a bit younger, but she's still a baby gay, only starting her life in a lesbian relationship less than a decade ago. So we met in high school. So we and we oh, were kind of your high school sweetheart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we met around ten years ago, and we were first friends for three years, and then something changed. What changed? Uh, we, we have no idea. I think like I, we were senior year. Uh, we just like really slowly but steadily realized that oh my, this is not. I, I think I'm friendship. in love. Yeah, I think I'm in love with her, and uh, it wasn't a kind of easy roller coaster to realize that. Did you know Did that you, you, know were, you were, gay were gay before that? Was that like, oh, I love her? Yeah, it was. It's still like I love her. I mm. I haven't really realized nothing else, but uh, it was more like, oh, no, I love her. I love my best friend, and she happens to be a girl. Oh, that <laughs> is really sweet. Really for sweet. Our, for our many friends in high school, it was they were surprisingly shocked to see that because we used to be kind of outgoing girls we were best mates we went uh, to clubbing together and you know gossiped about boys together <laughs> and then something happened really <laughs> dramatically and here we are then 70 seven years later amazing it's really yeah. beautiful what was the first step like how did you know it was changing uh well i don't know it was some somewhere in 2011 we were in our friend's place in with her like we were just hanging out 
and then we were on the same sofa and then I so I remember that some t- it was kind of small sofa so we were really close to each other and I remember t- I, I put her my hand very close to her and I said this feels nice and I know something w- with the, that we were so close to each other it it felt right and then did you feel electricity a bit yeah but it was so weird it I I was we were both really confused and then it was I would say it was six months roller coaster of no no I don't want this uh, no we don't want this but yeah do yeah we want this and <laughs> we hate this and this is stupid oh I love this and uh, then I even moved away <laughs> wait you moved thing. away yeah. you I moved to eat okay <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that you were so, like this is too much yeah. I'm yeah. finished I have to be alone <laughs> so I moved to Italy and uh, I think I wished uh, okay I could forget forgot her and I would maybe meet uh, some gorgeous Italian football player uh-huh. that was in in my bucket list <laughs> but, well, then, yeah, I spent the summer 2012 in Italy, in, in this small village. And yeah, if you're very far from the things that you love, uh-huh. you'll, you you actually see it more clearly. So Then you realized it was not going to go away. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there in this scenes of Sound of Music, singing my uh, and crying out like, no, I yeah, I'm in love with her. And I, actually, she was as well. So, so when yeah. you came back... You guys knew that yeah. it was on. Did you just tell her? You were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I left. I know it's you now. Yeah, then I came back fall 2012. So first months of dating, we just uh, talked in Skype and just... Uh, it was kind of easy start after this confusing months. And when uh, when I came back, everything kind of... Clicked. Clicked. And yeah, here we are. So seven years oh, later. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> okay, so... We're in your second apartment that you guys lived yeah. in together. So um, tell me how long until you guys moved in and what has sort of the trajectory of your relationship been like? So um, we moved moved in together after three months of uh, dating. Oh, wow. No, That's but, the classic lesbian <laughs> stereotype. <laughs> but the, the truth is we were friends first for three years. So we quite. So you're like we were really working up yeah, to yeah, it the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And yeah, I was 19, she was 18, and we were still living with our parents. Uh-huh. And it was the moment, you know, to move out from from home. Yeah. And then we thought like, okay, we're dating and uh, this is going fine. And uh, should we just move in together? It was quite simple at, at the time. And yes, so now we've been uh, living together around six years. And how long in this place? Four. And you got engaged how long ago? Uh, six like months ago. Six months yeah. ago. So when we talked to Aino, wedding preparations for the brides were fully underway, but in classic Finnish style, of course. What's the plan for the wedding? Are you both wearing gowns? Yeah, I, I think so. We haven't okay. yet decided, but uh, in a way, I think that's a bit of a funny question to to. Uh, it's a very common question that people ask at what do we wear in a, in a wedding I would say it would be a very okay question to, a normal question if it would be two guys like 
which one would wear the the gown or the dress? Ah, so, but you know, that's you know such nobody a good point. It yeah, is nobody a weird from <laughs> Well, it's not weird. It's no. just that I love outfits. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, just yeah. want to picture outfits. So I'm like, tell me what you guys are yeah. doing. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. But about the dresses and about uh, we haven't yet decided. We booked a place uh, one week ago, and we'll get married next summer, oh, summer beautiful. 2020. Oh, amazing. So we'll have time still to prepare. To choose your stuff. Yeah. So in Helsinki, in general, mm-hmm. like in America, we have this big fetish with weddings and some people spend too much money and uh, like ruin their lives. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have the same kind of wedding culture here? Uh, well, um, or are fins too practical? I think it's in the, in the middle of practical and this crazy expensive wedding. So... Um, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups about weddings and some of the topics in the groups, they are uh, a bit too, too too crazy, but then there are a lot of topics about, about the budget and I think it's really interesting to see about the budget. So um, I think it's growing. The trend of big weddings is coming as well, coming here to Finland, and uh, but otherwise it's more practical. And Do you guys know what you want to do? Like how many people and... I think uh, we will invite around 90 persons and um so a small wedding yeah well yeah I would say it's a big wedding so then compared to your (laughs) (laughs) I I see the point now it's 90 I think it's a lot of people and uh, yeah American weddings that are big are like hundreds of people yeah Yeah. people will like put so much money into their weddings that that it could be like a down payment on a home oh no that's the other argument so the other counter movement to like the extravagant wedding thing Mm. people will be like no I just let's do something really cheap yeah. so that or it, we like can put take the an money. amazing yeah. trip or yeah. something yeah. exactly yeah. in a way i'm i'm actually i'm really proud of, of about a wedding that we can really now in the in the eyes of this uh, this country and the government that we can really now uh i will change my surname and we are really like a couple in the in the name of this country so what's gonna be your new last uh, name i know it's a bit easier than my new my oh anything's one. easier yeah. than your <laughs> right male lives <laughs> Milais? Yeah. Malais? Yes. It's, Say your old one again. It's Aino Pursiainen. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so murder a for our tongue. Yeah. How did you guys decide the surname change? Yeah. So hers is be- more beautiful than mine, so it was quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, my name is, like, Chandler Bing from Friends. <laughs> like, I, I have no... <laughs> is that really what it sounds like in Finnish? Yeah, it's, it's a funny name. It's a nice, it's a beautiful name, but it's in a way, it's a bit funny, so... <laughs> I would love to know enough Finnish to know why it's funny. <laughs> But even though Aino's taking her wife's last name, that doesn't mean she's taking on the lesbian label, too. And yeah, actually, if I would need to identify myself, I would say I'm a bi based on, on my experiences. So when I was a teen, I had, a, you know, boyfriends and these. I was mingling with boys, but then I met her. So, uh-huh. but then I, I don't have any need now to identify myself no more than I'm from Helsinki and I'm engaged to get married and uh-huh. do you guys want to have children yeah of course Ah, <laughs> oh, okay who do you think is going to carry well um, well Lily Lily has said that she doesn't want to ruin her body yet sorry babe but she's pretty <laughs> and I'm always uh, seeing myself as a 
as a as a someday I want to have children. So oh, I am. that and works I'm, out. Yeah, and I'm one year older than her, so it's yeah, I shall start then when the day comes. Uh huh. <laughs> Interesting. It sounded so stoic. I shall start then when the day comes. <laughs> have you thought about like how? Like if you know somebody that you would donate from, or if you would just go to a bank, or uh, we w- I think we would prefer a bank. Oh, so you can choose who you yeah, want. and it would be not it would be an- anonymous. Anonymous, so, yeah. And then then if we get a children, then they would, of course, I would I would want them to know their biological f- biological father, but they would then know it in in the age of eighteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because it's in the law of Finland that. But otherwise, yeah. It, you don't want it to be like your brother or something like that, where it's like no, I don't yeah. know. Then because then we would like to be the family, just me and my then future wife. So uh huh, it's less complicated yeah, that way. Yeah. yeah. But there are still aspects of gay marriage that are pretty complicated, especially the parts you can't control, like your family or your hometown. Here's Caroline. It's very difficult for people to still understand that I'm I'm getting married to my girlfriend uh, in the end of the, or in in you the are? fall. Yes. Congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but I we already tried to do this last year. Oh. And uh, we had a little this kind of hiccup where I didn't feel really truly supported because uh. I feel like our marriage is not as valuable as as um, if I would get married to a man. man. From your family's point of view? From my family's point of view, uh, I don't think anybody else around us, but also my girlfriend comes from a little, little city in Sweden, upper Sweden, where everybody knows each other. So I think that there is a lot of like this kind of uh, quiet shame on this issue as well, still like lingering around. And I don't know if it's only from my perspective or is it like overall atmosphere still. Mm-hmm. But we do we do have a lot of like, in a political atmosphere, we do have a lot of these conversations and they are trying to, they were trying to take down the marriage, equal marriage law and there is like this huge uh, movement of the trans law at the moment trying to get like the equal rights for uh, people who are trans or non-binary and it is a huge battle like it's not normal yet like it's not it doesn't go into the normal yet we obviously had the same backlash when gay marriage first passed in california Mm -hmm. and you know it's just sadly almost inevitable for any major cultural shift to happen without a backlash. But the great thing is that history is on the side of progress, even if it takes longer than we want. And the Finns we talk to are thriving. Yes, honey. And we have some happy endings to report. It was so awesome to see Caroline get married to her partner on social media. We got to see that go down recently. And we have an email update from I Know for y'all. So I'm going to read that for you. Dear Sophia, thank you for your email and so nice to hear from you. I hope you're doing well despite these peculiar times. We are doing fine here in Helsinki with Linnea. 
we had to postpone our wedding from August 2020 to May 2021 as the situation looked so bad at the start of the summer. It was sad to postpone, but for sure the right thing to do. May 22nd, 2021, we'll get married and let's see if we can have a party with our families and friends. I can't wait to call my girlfriend my wife. Smiley face. Aww. Finland has coped quite well with COVID-19 as we are quite a small country by population, but big by size. And if you remember from your time in Helsinki, we Finns like our personal space with or without Corona. Winky face. (laughs) That is so funny. I have worked from home since March and Linnea was laid off from her work in March, but luckily she got a new job at the start of September. I have many friends still without a job, so I feel quite lucky that I've been able to work normally despite the situation. Our company, P.S. I know works for My Helsinki, started this campaign called Helsinki Freedom, highlighting the freedoms we have here in the happiest capital in the world. I really recommend you watch the five-minute story of Yossi on freedom to love. I can't watch it without crying. It is a beautiful story of LGBT plus history and life in Helsinki. I hope you and Courtney are doing fine and all the best to you in the U.S. Helsinki misses you. Greetings and virtual hugs from Helsinki. I know. Oh, that was such a sweet update. And I honestly cannot wait to go back and see Aino and Caroline and Hanu when Finland graduates from a baby gay country to a gay teenager country and beyond. I can't wait to come back either. And I can't wait to come back in the summer because we had such an amazing winter experience. And all the Finns said that like it's coming back to a totally different country when you come back in the summer. So that will be really fun to do. And for you, it will be super fun to tune in next week for our (laughs) companion episode about being out and proud in Helsinki. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our bomb-ass friend, Amy Roche. You can find her music on Spotify. Her last name is spelled R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, Mike. Mike. Not bad, not bad. That's around. All right. (laughs) And thank you so much to our Finnish friends featured in today's episode. So my name is Aino Pursiainen. It's uh, quite a difficult name, of, name for a foreigner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it is. I, you can just call me Aino. And uh, I, I work for City Marketing, for Helsinki Marketing. And uh, my, my job is to promote this uh, beautiful hometown where I live. My name is Hannu Medina. Uh, I just started like one year ago a service called Gay Travel Finland, promoting Finland for the LGBTQ people around the world. And then I'm a blogger together with my husband. It's called Life of Two Men. My name is uh, Caroline Suna. I'm uh, art director of Ruskeltut.media here in Finland. I'm a free artist and also a podcast host. Caroline's podcast is Peme, which translates to The Soft, and the organization she works for is called Brown Girls Media in English. Make sure to click the links in the description of the app to find out more about these great folks and follow their work. And now it's time for... The review of the week. Heavy metal edition, baby. Travel and Sex by Jamie Finch. Travel and Sex? Exclamation point, question mark. 
My two favorite pastimes slash topics, question mark, exclamation point, all in one podcast, question mark, yes, please. I am especially loving this podcast during these times since I can't exactly get on a plane and fulfill my travel addiction. So instead, I get to live vicariously through these two awesome women. That's us. Yay. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie, I am Loki crying. Thank you for this holiday miracle. (laughs) We would love a holiday miracle from y'all. So if you love our content, please make sure to give us a Christmas prezi over at ratethispodcast.com slash private. It would mean so, so much to us. Or a Hanukkah prezi, okay? You have seven nights. Let's get it popping. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. See you guys next time. Bye.